0: up everybody welcome to the big six podcast it's thursday september 19th 091919. that's a special day and as a result we got a special podcast for you jaguars titans thursday night football jared dubin here to break it all down what's up buddy how you doing
1: I'm doing all right, man. I feel like every single year there is a Jaguars-Titans Thursday night game that it's, nobody wants to talk about, but we wind up talking about anyway.
0: It's actually uh in the NFL's broadcasting contract with Fox. They have to go to Jacksonville. They have to do a Jaguars-Titans game or Tennessee, wherever it is. It's it's terrible every year. Um, I mean, look, it's... I don't. This feels a little jaded. I don't want to be the jaded jurno here, but um, you know, because it's like, hey, look, it's football. You know, if it was March, this might be our March fifteenth game or like our May fifteenth game, where it's like, man, I would kill for some football on my TV right now. It's like, would you? Okay, fine. You really want football? And would you do, Would you be willing to watch Titans Jaguars Thursday night with Gardner Minshew versus uh, Marcus Mariota while Jalen Ramsey trade rumor swirl? and in on may 15th i would say hell yeah shoot it in my veins right now i'm like I, I don't know if i would say that i don't know if i want this on may
1: 15th yeah i think that's probably accurate <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
0: like in, in the middle of the nfl season i don't want this i'd rather have i'd rather be able to watch i think there's like some college football games on tonight maybe i don't i don't know um yeah two games on maybe who knows uh so i'd rather watch like a, a crazy college game houston two lane okay i'm lying. I. That's a lie. I, this game, this game's not exciting to watch, but we're going to talk about it anyway. DFS is, we can play DFS games. Uh, we can gamble on it. Uh, and, and look, you know, it's going to matter in the grand scheme of things, particularly in the AFC South, I think, because, you know, at the end of the day, look, the, both these teams are still in the race and, um, I don't know. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, I don't let's know. Pour
1: one out for the AFC South being a competent division. It lasted all of two years. Uh, yeah, we're back to. It really did. The regular AFC South now, like Andrew Luck retired. The Texans traded 47 draft picks this offseason. Nick Foles is hurt. Jalen Ramsey wants out. The Titans looked good in week one and horrible in week two. Like (laughs) we're back to normal.
0: How much do you think Dubin, by the way, follow Dubin at JA Dubin5 on Twitter. How much do you think that, um, this Jalen Ramsey stuff is going to matter in the context of the game? And we're, we're, we're putting this out on Thursday so we can say it. We won't, we won't look, I mean, we might look bad. Who knows, but it's possible. I think that the Jaguars don't play him and make him inactive. Cause if I was trading Jalen Ramsey on Friday, Saturday or Sunday or Friday, Saturday, whatever it is, or even Monday, I'm not playing him this week. If he breaks his leg in this game or fractures his hand or, or you know, rips a toenail off, you can't trade him cause he's not going to be able to play for the team that acquires him for multiple first round picks. Your thoughts?
1: Uh, I don't know. I feel like he's going to want to play cause he's still on the Jaguars roster and it might, like, inflame things even further and sort of lower his trade value if mm, they don't play him true, somehow. True, Um
0: He cannot play, by the way, for another team on Sunday if he plays for the Jaguars on Thursday, in case anybody was wondering.
1: Right. But he can play tonight, and then he would just not play if he gets traded tomorrow, mm. which seems like everybody's saying that's, like, what's going to happen. So... I think it'll be interesting. I'm just I mean, saying, like, in baseball. Is there any chance he doesn't hold Corey Davis to, like, negative four catches tonight?
0: Well, uh, no, there's not. Um, but I guess there's a small chance. So we'll talk about that in a second. Uh, while we're on it, the AFC South odds, according to the Las Vegas Westgate, aka Superbook USA, decided to change their name. It hadn't worked out. Um, the Titans are five to two to win the division. The Colts are five to two. Texans are six to five. So, uh, you know, you're basically, you know, two and a half plus 250, plus 250. Texans are the favorite here, and then the Jaguars are 12 to 1. Is there anybody you would bet on to win that division?
1: I wouldn't want to waste my money betting on any of these nonsense teams, honestly.
0: <laughs> I would take the Colts, but not at this number. Cause like, you're ba- the Colts are basically what they were when they had Andrew Luck before he retired, uh, and you could have gotten him at 4 to 1. So if you believed in Jacoby Brissett, you should have just Taking it before the season, like you shouldn't, you shouldn't be believing in Jacoby Brissett as the answer now that we're two weeks into the year. I don't think that makes a whole lot of sense. Um, I can't bet on the Jaguars at twelve to one. That's that's crazy talk, even though in a weird division. I, I guess I would take the. Uh, I guess I would take the the. I don't. I don't. I wouldn't bet on this. I wouldn't see all of
1: this. I guess, and you can't. This is why I just would say no, thanks.
0: (laughs) Yeah, like I'm not taking the Texans as favorites when I have watched Deshaun Watson get pummeled week in and week out. I'm not doing that.
1: That that's basically what happens with them, though, right? Like that happened last year too. I mean, if you're gonna take the Texans, you should have taken them at four to one before the season,
0: right? Before Andrew Luck retired, and then you, yeah, and then they were like, yeah. I I don't mind the Titans actually because I think the Titans, in the words to you know paraphrase Denny Green, they are who we think they are. You know, I think the, I think the Titans are just sort of the
1: Titans. Am I crazy? No, I mean, they seem exactly like the Titans. So, hmm. yeah, <laughs> I think All that's right. accurate.
0: Well, let's talk about when the Titans have the football in this game. Uh, what have you seen from Marcus Mariota through two games? Anything that makes you believe that this Titans offense can be more efficient than it has been in years past or that Marcus Mariota can be, uh, the guy who is deserving of, I don't want to say a top level contract, but a mid level contract from somebody?
1: Not really. I mean, it was pretty encouraging in week one. They were, you know, using more play action. They were throwing the ball down the field a little bit more often than usual. Like he threw four passes over 20 yards in there in the first week of the season. And even if you take out the uh, the 75 yard catch and run on that screen to uh, to Derrick Henry in week one, I mean, he still averaged 7.3 yards per attempt on all of his other passes, which is pretty good. And then of course last week against the Colts, he's at five and a half yards of attempt, and he's basically just checking down on every throw. It's you know what we've seen from Marcus Mariota the past couple of years. It's just the the inconsistency that's so baked into their offense, a lot of it really just comes from him not consistently doing the kind of things that you need a quarterback to do to be a good offense in the NFL these days.
0: What do you think of Derek Henry? Arthur Smith, their new play caller, has I think actually been pretty impressive in terms of it, you know, making this team – like he's actually transformed them into the team that they sort of wanted to be. I'm not saying it's efficient from a modern NFL standpoint, but they are, you know, they are feeding Derek Henry the ball. I mean, he's got 34 carries. It's not crazy. They're not overloading him. He's got 34 carries through two games for 165 yards and two touchdowns. Hadn't rushed for more than 20 yards on a carry, but he's averaging 4.9 yards a carry and 82.5 yards per game. He's got, he's got the same number of targets in the passing game as Deion Lewis. Is Derek Henry a, and he has a receiving touchdown too, obviously, as you point out, 75 yarder. Um, is he, is he a viable, like, RB1 now? Has he sort of morphed into, like, for fantasy and real life purposes? I mean, has he kind of become a bell cow back that we wanted him to be, but without really being explosive? <laughs> I, I don't know what to make of this. I don't know. I don't, I don't even know how to frame this. Like, this team is just, they're gonna win eight or nine games. They're gonna be so boring the whole the entire way. And uh, and Derek Henry may or may not be a fantasy starter, right? Like, wh- where are we at with this guy?
1: Yeah, th- I mean, that seems essentially exactly right. Like, it seems like they they want to get him the ball a lot. They are getting him the ball a lot, but not sort of overloading him the way you see teams that are, quote-unquote, you know, want to establish the run right. doing. That. I think their run blocking has been very good so far, though. They're sixth in adjusted line yards at Football Outsiders, which Ooh. is a big improvement over last year and they're doing that without Taylor Lewan who was suspended for the first four games of the season. So that's I think a really good sign for their run game the rest of the way. And I do think they are the kind of team that that needs the run game to be effective just because Mariota is so inconsistent. And if they can base their offense around something that where, you know, they know at least that that's going to be effective, there's not as much of a correlation between run game effectiveness and play action effectiveness as is commonly believed. But it still is beneficial to have a good run game if your quarterback is inconsistent. At least it's something you can rely on to be you know, in good situations. So even if your quarterback is inconsistent, he's inconsistent in a way that's not necessarily quite as damaging as if he's always working from behind. Hmm.
0: Yeah, man. I just, thought, I just don't know. I thought A.J. Brown looked really good in the first. Their first-round pick looked really good in week one. Corey Davis. I mean, is this are we giving up on this guy? Where are we at? Where are we at with him?
1: I don't know that we're giving up on him. This is Uh, his third
0: year. I mean, like John Ross finally came around. Mike, I mean, you know, these those guys were in the unfortunate position of still being in the in the time frame when we believe that every first round pick was going to be Odell Beckham. You know,
1: right? I mean, look, Corey Davis still has a lot of talent. He's still a, a big guy with a wide catch radius, and you know, we saw last year that when he's at his best, he can look pretty good um i think a lot of it is like his skill set wow. a lot of the times it's going to be those intermediate and deep passes and that's not really his quarterback strengths um that's why you see delaney walker getting the ball all the time and now even you know derrick henry getting involved as a receiver um I, i'm the thing i'm really surprised by with their offense is that you know adam Humphries, who they paid whatever it was like 11 million dollars a year um and he turned down more money from the patriots mm-hmm. to go to the Titans because he was supposedly going to be a huge part of the offense. He has four targets in two weeks. He's um,
0: averaging 1.3 yards per reception. What? Why? What? Did, why did you pay somebody that much money to average 1.3 yards per reception? What the hell? Why
1: did you pay him to average two targets a game? Yeah. Like,
0: it's insane. I think it's one and a half <laughs> targets a game.
1: Uh, he's got four targets in two games. So. Right,
0: PFR has him down for three. Okay. Oh. Well, no, he has four yards and three targets, I think.
1: Oh, <sighs> that's not good. Oh,
0: that's worse. <laughs> yeah,
1: it's even worse than I thought. He's averaging uh,
0: slightly more receptions per game than he has yards per game. That's almost impossible yeah. to do.
1: I do think, like, in this particular game, though, the slot and over the middle is sort of where you want to attack this Jaguars defense. Like, you don't want to go at Jalen Ramsey. Mm. It sounds like people somewhat expect... Um, Aj Bouye to actually suit up. You don't necessarily want to go at him either, even if he's coming off an injury. So you do kind of want to go to the slot and you want to go over the middle. That means Delaney Walker and that means you know potentially Adam Humphreys. But you know we'll see what happens. Um, maybe it means Aj Brown, who's sort of a big slot guy in college and makes sense for that role in the NFL.
0: I could get down for that. All right, so maybe uh, if you're doing DFS, would you? I mean, like, you could, like, if you want to win a million dollars or win whatever. I
1: wouldn't want any part of this game in
0: No, but I mean, like, look, first of all, you better, you better have, I'm saying, like, if you wanted to really create a lineup that is, you're going to be on an island, Adam Humphreys is your captain in DFS. Oh, yeah. I mean,
1: yeah, I can't see why anybody else would put him in their lineup given Nobody, what he's done. Right. So but like, far. maybe,
0: but maybe the answer is the slot and they're just peppering Humphreys with targets out of the slot because Bouye and, and Ramsey are on the outside. Oh, Corey yeah, Davis I mean, and AJ Brown.
1: It, it definitely could be, but it, it could be, it's a you know, AJ yeah. Brown in the slot. It could just be Delaney Walker the whole game, you know?
0: Yeah. Maybe Delaney Walker is the answer, at Captain. Uh, okay. This, that's enough talk about the Jaguars or the Titans. Um, what about when the Jaguars had the
1: ball? Are they, yeah, this uh, is more interesting, right? Like it's the Gardner Minshew show. Did you see, um, the,
0: did you see that the adult, um, the adult website, whatever it was offered Gardner Minshew a million
1: dollars to wear penis puppets? I didn't, but I mean, given everything that's gone on with that dude, that's like the third weirdest thing that's been offered to him, probably.
0: <laughs> it's, uh, let's see if I can find, uh, I, I got, I, I tweeted about it. Oh goodness, I've lost it now. Uh, here it is. Adult entertainment site Cam Soto sent a letter to Gardner Minshew. Um, their Darren Parker, their vice president, um, it said, uh, they announced the launch of cam to sort of fit an online fitness program, live streaming group classes taught by several adult entertainment stars, including Kelsey Monroe, among others. Um, they want, uh, they want to offer Gardner Minshew the opportunity to teach one, to lead a weekly exercise class that you can live stream from the comfort of home or the locker room. Our only requirement is that you incorporate band workouts into your class and do them in a jock strap and or naked. Furthermore, since Halloween is fast approaching, we'd love for you to be the official brand ambassador of our penis puppet line, which we launched in 2017. The knit costumes that fit over your penis and balls – I keep reading this – are available in several styles, a watermelon, elephant, and vampire. This year we – anyway. Uh, they're also unveiling a jaguar, so that's exciting. And if he accepts, he can get up to a million dollars. First of all, Dubin, um, would you accept that offer? Would you lead a weekly uh, workout video Naked from your house for and and do and be the brand ambassador for peanut penis puppets for a million dollars.
1: Um, I don't know if anybody would want me to do that. I'm
0: just saying, would you do it? Because like we asked, would people do? Would people eat dog food for a year for twenty million dollars? Would you be willing to lead a naked workout class for a million dollars?
1: Because I think
0: I would, but I wouldn't be.
1: Well, I guess it like. Nobody's gonna take my class, so right. Yeah, Yeah, why not? Like, it's just I'm on the camera. Nobody's watching anyway. Like, so sure. That would be kind of that
0: would be kind of depressing, though. You're like live stream. You're like you you do Periscope, and it's like it's like so and so has joined the class. It's like two people have joined the class. You're like, all right, who who
1: are you? Two people, first of all. Honestly, I feel like two would be pretty high in terms of the expectations. I feel like it would be zero. Okay, that's probably true. All
0: right, from a football perspective, um, what uh. What do you think ha- is 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 Gardner Minshew good?
1: I don't know if he's necessarily good. I think that he is better than anybody could have reasonably expected, given where he was taken in the draft. Um, you know, he was not nearly as good last week as he was the week before. Um, some of that is you know teams have more time to prepare for him. I think the, the most encouraging thing for me about him, though, is that he is spreading the ball around a ton. He's not locked in on one guy. And with young quarterbacks and, in particular, guys who are not necessarily expected to be the starters and are sort of coming off of, you know, the backup job or the practice squad, they tend to lock on to one guy and sort of zero in and force the ball to the guy that they're most comfortable with. He's not doing that at all. I mean, he's got six different guys with at least seven targets. Um, DJ Chark 11. D.D. Westbrook, 11. Fournette, 10. Chris Conley, 10. Uh, the tight ends, James O'Shaughnessy and Jeff Swain, 8 and 7. I mean that's that's a really good distribution and that forces defenses to defend the entire field. And it's not just that he's throwing to all different guys, but he's throwing to all of those guys in different areas. Like in, in week one he hit DJ Chark for a deep ball down the middle, and last week it was mostly targeting him to the sides. And you know, it's 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 similar things like that, and I think all of that is uh is pretty encouraging.
0: For sure. Is the um what do you think about Leonard Fournette? Are we I thought, man, I thought he was going to have a bounce back season. And I don't, I don't, I don't know why I got suckered into the idea that Nick Foles was going to save him. Um, but it does feel like he isn't quite there and might not quite get there just because of how this Jaguars offense is built.
1: Yeah. I mean, the, um, would the you buy low on him them. in fantasy? I think I would because yeah. he's just been playing. I, he's on the field all the time. He doesn't come off the field. I think he's played like 92 or 93% of their snaps. He's run like 90 percent of possible routes or something like that and that in terms of fantasy is very encouraging and again he's got you know 10 targets or yeah 10 targets in two weeks from gardner Minshew. and if he gets five targets a game in addition to the presumptive you know rushing volume that he's going to get then yeah i think he'll be a good fantasy player
0: mm. uh all right what do uh do you think that Gardner Minshew can throw for more or less than 220.5 passing yards? That's his over/under on Fanduel at uh, Fanduel Sportsbook.
1: I'm gonna go with the under here. Hmm. The Titans have only allowed 365 passing yards in two games, and one of those games was against Baker Mayfield, hmm. um, who I would say is, you know, better than gardner Mitchell Sure. the other was against defense.
0: Jacoby Brissett, who's the best quarterback in football. So, uh,
1: yeah. The back end of their defense, I think, looks really good. Kevin Byard has been great again. Kenny Vaccaro and Adoree Jackson both look like they're better this year. Logan Ryan's playing well. Uh, Malcolm Butler was really good in Week 1 and then sort of terrible last week. Um, maybe they can pick on Malcolm Butler the entire game and hope that he's just like what he was last season. But uh, I, I think they've looked very good so far. So I would, I would say... Probably an under, uh, on the passing you. yards there, cause I, I think they're gonna try to make this the game where they go with four net, because Tennessee's run defense has not been nearly mm. as good as the pass defense. Mm.
0: Their pass rush has been okay, but their run defense not that good, so they need Rashawn Evans to step up, I guess, is what we're, where we're at here. Yeah, I think so. Um, what about, uh, what about Marcus Mariota over under 197 and a half passing yards? Huh.
1: Ugh, um, yeah, I mean, I guess, Marietta,
0: by the way, for people wondering has 248 in week one against Cleveland and a 43, 13 win and a uh, 154 in a 1917 loss to the Colts. Why? What the under, the under in this game is 39 and there's supposed to be like 15 mile per hour wind in Jacksonville all night and maybe some rain. It, how is this game going over? I mean, like I, I, somebody tweeted me, and was like, okay, look. The under is too easy, right? I was like, well, I don't think it's easy. It's an NFL game and it's 39, but yeah, I mean, I'm taking the under. I took the under at 40. I mean, I I just, how is this game going over 40 points, dudes?
1: I don't think it is. I'm, I'm with you. Yeah, I'd say it's not.
0: Do you think, is there any chance that Jacksonville as a home dog covers?
1: Um, I actually, I think I had, uh, in my preview, which should be up on the site by now. Um, I actually took the Jags to win. Wow. 17-16. Um, so that's, a, that's an under right there. Yeah. Uh, yes, yes, yes. I, I just, neither one of these offenses is all that inspiring to me, and I just feel like weird stuff happens when they play each other. And I think it's definitely going to be a close, probably poorly played game. And um, I could definitely see either team winning. I just wound up going with the Jaguars for like –
0: just because they're at just because they're at home. Just reasons, yeah. Just because they're yeah. probably at home. Um I mean, just looking at the last two, you know, the Titans beat the Jaguars last year in in early December, 30 to 9 uh at home. Bloodbath. They beat the they beat the Jaguars, and that was on a Thursday. They beat the Jaguars, the the annual Thursday game. They beat the Jaguars in Jacksonville in week three last year with Blaine Gabbard, nine to six. row uh in two, nine, six. 9 to 6 9 to I guess I guess technically the Jaguars lost 6 to 9 if you will um the Thursday game the year before oh they didn't play on Thursday the year before that's actually surprising uh they played tw- in 2017 the uh they beat the Jaguars in Jacksonville 37 to 16 my goodness that's a hammerjacking and oddly enough that was um was it Jacksonville that was Jacksonville's
1: AFC championship game year in yeah. Seventeen?
0: Yeah. And yeah. So they they lost to the Titans thirty seven to sixteen in week two and then went to the AFC championship game. Uh both teams were beaten by the Patriots in the playoffs, by the way. It's like every team in the playoffs. Like um, I said,
1: weird stuff happens when these teams yeah. play.
0: And then the Jaguars uh also lost to the Titans in week seventeen, fifteen to ten. So we could I mean history tells us it should go under. I think there's a chance that like Derrick Henry breaks some runs. Like there's some broken tackles that maybe we end up with a with an over. But I I'm with you. I don't see how you can lean – I don't see how you can lean.
1: Yeah, on the short week than, too and like yeah. uh, some of these guys are banged up coming in. Like DJ Chark was limited in practice and he's sort of been their best receiver so far. Like maybe Marquis Lee comes back and takes over that role. But, you know, he's coming off an injury too. So I don't have much confidence in the offenses to begin with. Um, and then, you know, the Titans, even though they their offensive line has been good so far, they're missing their best offensive linemen, um, you know, and – Mariota's so inconsistent. Even Derrick Henry has been extremely inconsistent throughout his career, even though he's looked good so far. Um, yeah, it's, uh, I definitely do not see a lot of points being scored.
0: You look at this game too, and it's like usually on a Thursday around lunchtime when we're recording this, like the Action Network's public money will show like 10,000 bets because, you know, it's, it's football. Everybody wants to bet a football. It's like 3,000 bets on this game. Uh, 66% of the bets are on the under, but only 59% of the money is on the under. So maybe there's a little sharp money on the over. Who knows? Uh, if, if you get 40 points, just tip your cap and say, good job, Marcus a Good job, Gardner Mitchell. Good job by you, Jared Dubin. We, uh, we previewed a game that, that not many people want to talk about. Uh, but we had fun doing it and we'll be back on Monday to break down. Oh, good. Another scorcher. The Bears and the Redskins. Really fun, fun times for us this week, dudes.
1: Yeah. That one should be pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, can't wait to talk. (laughs) Well, maybe Monday will be easier. Uh, Philly Green Bay next week. So that's a good Thursday game. All right, we'll get excited for that. Talk to you on Monday, buddy.
1: Sounds good. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it.